This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the main feature of the site actually allows you to influence the stuff that we will discuss on the air by going and submitting show prep suggestions. If you see something online that you think our listeners might enjoy, you just submit it through our show prep suggestion page, and then it'll show up on the upcoming stories queue, uh, where other listeners will then see them and vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of our website, meaning we are more likely to talk about it on the air. Head over to freetalklive.com, and we'll get to some of that stuff here in a little bit. Mark, you've got an email you wanted to share, and we mentioned it the other night. We didn't get a chance to get to it, so hopefully we'll do that too. But first, your phone calls. Let's talk to Ty in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Ty. Hey, I wanted to uh, ask Mark a couple of questions about the uh, Edgington Post interviews he, he tacks on to the end of, of uh, some of the podcasts occasionally. Yeah, these uh, these are the interview series that Mark has now been doing for what six months, five months. I have no idea. I haven't uh, paid that much attention to the time frame or anything like that. I'm just doing the interviews, you know. By the way, Puke is here joining us tonight. Hey, I how's it going? Hey, Puke, how you doing? So, Fine. So, what what were your questions? Well, the question is, I find them very valuable. They're, I think that they're a very uh, nice addition. But I'm afraid every once in a while I miss them because sometimes I listen to the live show. Uh, when I'm able to, and sometimes I've got the podcast. And uh, so I was wondering if Mark might uh, be able to make those available as a separate podcast uh, download sometime in the future. It's, you know, the in- an idea. it's the intention. If you go to, I think, at edgepo.com, um, you'll see that there is a website there. I haven't gotten to it yet. At this point, it's not a, it's not a moneymaker. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, when you're scrambling around trying to make money and basically take care of two households, uh, you know, cause that's my job. I'm the sales guy here at Free Talk Live and I spend my day taking, you know, bringing money in so that Ian and I can eat. And, um, there is nothing at edgepo.com. You don't see anything there? How about tryedgingtonpost.com? Okay. I'll try that. Um, it should be redirected there, but if not, markedgemedia.com is also. Yeah, this something. Edgepo has some really questionable software on it, by the way, so you really shouldn't go there. Oh, okay. yeah, it's telling, <laughs> telling me the connection is untrusted. Yeah. What are you trying to do here, Mark? <laughs> no idea. Uh, it's, a, it's a trap, people. Don't go there. <laughs> the Edge Post. So, you should probably know the name of your own website. <laughs> I, I, I believed I did. I, I, I own that. I know that much. Uh, it doesn't look like you own it. Mm. Well, I bought it. Okay. Anyway, so, anyway. <laughs> I'm just hoping eventually it will become available as a separate thing because uh, I'd hate to think that I missed some because uh, I have I have yet to find one that was not valuable. Mark, thank you very much for those. Certainly, you can uh, you know some of them are some of them are advertisers that we've got, and I talked to them um, you know more in depth about their product. Others are just sort of libertarian luminaries or people in the news that I want to talk to for whatever reason. So just people I feel like interviewing. And uh, I had a couple of other things if I can bring those topics Squeeze up them to in. Sure. Um, I wanted to address a couple of things. I'm just getting caught up on a few of the podcasts. Uh, there was a discussion about uh, the difference. Actually, there wasn't really a discussion of the difference, but there was a discussion about uh, being uh, patriotic as far as loving the country compared you know, to loving the government uh, over the last couple of days. I think there was one case where uh, Ian said something going off of one of the segments of, you know, uh, screw America, and then it came back with a correction of what he was talking about was screw the U.S. government. 
Yeah. The heck with those guys. That didn't. And, get, uh, I can imagine quite a few listeners didn't like that. So one of them actually called in. Right, and, and but I wanted to bring up, and I posted this on the on the uh, FTL website, one of the uh, show preps. It got voted up a couple of times, but didn't make it very far. But there's a definition, and there's a difference, a definition between three different concepts that the government kind of uses one of the good concepts against us. And one concept is the concept of country. Uh, it gets conflated with this idea of a nation and a state. And a country, if you look back, we love words, right? I mean, we talk about uh, the origins of the word citizen and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the word country comes from a Latin phrase, terra contrata, which means alongside the land or the land alongside. And what it was used in, in uh in Rome was to mean the people and the country, the, the you know the land and its people, the customs. Yeah. So, a country is a good thing because even though you know I consider myself an individualist, I'm also a social animal. I, I like to get along with people, and I you know I find benefit in society. Sure. But I still want to be a stand-up person. So you know, being part of a group is also a good thing as long as we've got. We're a group of stand-up people. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, so, I guess, but I don't. I don't even know if I go for that. And and uh, and now we're you're you're pulling me into the vortex of uh, sort of anti-Americanism. But you know, why should I like somebody who's from New Hampshire or uh, Bradenton, Florida, or uh, you know, some someplace inside? the country called America more than I would like somebody who's from Guatemala or Canada or, or uh, you know, Hong Kong. I'm not saying the country of America. You know, uh, going, I, I hate to kind of go back to the founding fathers, but, you know, Thomas Jefferson considered Virginia to be his country. Your mm. country is your people. I bet you guys up mm. there in New Hampshire in, Key, in the Keene area consider the people that you hang around with and that Keene people to be kind of like an extended family. That mm-hmm. is your country. It's your people. Well, it, it's trying wife. to find a commonality. You know, like, a lot of people think that because you're from the same country that you have a commonality, and thus you want to attach yourself to that. But it's right. not necessarily well, see, true. Think, here's the point I'm trying to get at. It gets conflated. The idea of country gets conflated with nation. Mm-hmm. And the government does that because they know... We are emotional. We are attached to people. We love people. We love our people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know and about we want that. To our people. So they <laughs> play on those. They play on those heartstrings to try to get you to support the government. It's never really worked for me. Government. Well, actually, what you love is the people that you consider the your country. Does that make sense? Am I making sure? Any kind sure, of you're making all? sense to me. I, I I definitely get where you're coming from. I think it's important to to have distinctions like this. Unfortunately, even as as distinct as I might have uh, understandings for these words, I still misconflate them, and I still uh, I still make mistakes and use the wrong term when I meant uh, something else. Like I'll call the country the United States when that's actually a political term. Uh, that essentially is a description of the government. So the United States is the U.S. federal government, while country is – you're right. I think it's it's a little bit 
it's not quite as defined. And I think that I just I, I, mean, I, are the I get the that, I get the idea of searching for commonality, but I don't even know if it's good. It makes me it, it just I, I sort of remember being in Florida and and people would some people would like the Atlanta Braves because there didn't used to be a Florida baseball team, and then some people would like the uh, Florida Marlins because they were a little older than the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And then you know, in, in my area, you'd have people that liked different teams all over, and I just never really understood what's all the fuss about. Why is one person who likes why is a person who likes a baseball team better than another person who likes your baseball team? Because their team sucks, right? It's just it's just this <laughs> stupidity. Yeah, I, it, it, I, it divides I, I, people. It divides people. Would you anyway, would you say, Ty, that uh, the people that like the Red Sox are all countrymen? I, I think it in in some respects, but not really, because that's not the you know it has to be a it has to be an intermeshing of the land and the people. Okay, now I could well, be an Atlanta fan. Hmm. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, now, wait a we don't need the land anymore. We don't. It's a small world, right? Well, so, well, right. The way was, you were defining country earlier, it made it sound like it was uh, the you know the beliefs, the people that you uh, that you want to be around. And so, those people may not all necessarily be in New Hampshire. Some of them come and visit here, and they might move here someday, but they're not here yet. But they would, by your definition, still be my countrymen, wouldn't they? I mean, can't you be uh, a countryman and not live in a certain land mass? Well, I would say that it would kind of be like your countrymen in spirit, maybe, but. All I'm saying is if you look at the definition of the word, terra contrata, and how it was used, it meant the land and its people. It was talking about the customs. Yeah, but words change, too, so that's true as well. Ty, thanks thanks for the... Right now, when you use the word country, it, it basically means nation. Yeah, I understand that, and I think that's uh, I think it's a problem, and I thank you for pointing it out. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything... This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those, including stuff like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. Dot com and Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Mark, what what is SACL CAI? It's a, do- a company that does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Um, they 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 pretty much ha- handle all your accounts receivable, and they do it with uh, integrity and respect. They don't uh, they don't treat your clients like they're a bunch of losers for not being able to to pay their bills or not handling it or forgetting about it or whatever the reason was. They treat people with respect, and so your business is handled. 
efficiently as possible. They have uh, they they record every call, and that way you can listen back and make sure that uh, they they're doing what you want them to do. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We had Ty call in a few a few moments ago to talk about the word country, and he was talking about the etymology of the word. Uh, you know, wh- uh, whence it comes, and. <sighs> I was looking at the definition here over at Dictionary.com, and indeed, the first definition, as you pointed out, uh, Puke, words change over time. The number one definition is a state or nation. Uh, so it's used uh, in the dictionary. It's it, it's essentially the same exact term. And it's, hmm. Country's a word that I'm not really interested in saving myself. I don't really have any emotional attachment to the yeah, concept. I don't, I don't really know what the, the like uh, preoccupation is with some people to like take back a word or try and uh, uh convince people that the the original form of the word should be used it's you know it's it's moved on that's what everybody thinks of is this nowadays whenever you say that word so why try and change it you know country means something associated with a government so okay that's what people are going to think move on find a different word you know yeah I that's like, how i look uh, at it i'm pretty gay you're pretty gay. oh yeah. as in you're pretty happy and- yeah yeah, see, I mean, it's just, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Sorry, it, clunk. Instantly you think, oh, he's homosexual. Right. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. That's the way we're Words are thought. lost, they're lost, you know? Yep. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here and talk to Fred in Ohio, listening to WCER in Canton. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you this evening? What's on your mind tonight, Fred? Okay, since all countries now have one common enemy, the international banksters, the new world government, the G20, the IMF, all military should stay home or return home and fix their own country. Was that four because enemies? We're all in like a four mess financially. How is the military going to fix the country? How is the military going to fix the country? First, we need them on our borders and on mm-hmm. our shores to protect us. Well, I don't want that. Aren't these, aren't these the same guys, though, that have been uh, have been following the uh, the dictates of the, the the people that you're talking about the the IMF, the G20, the you know whomever? Right, they're, they're financially bankrupting all countries right at this moment. Sure, I don't think you understand. These, these guys, these guys get their money from the the people that you're talking about. Con- basically, control the money, right? So the and the way that they control the money is by forcibly taking it from other people. So you're not going to be able to take a group like the military and put them on the borders and still fund them so that these guys get paychecks without the people that steal the money, um, you know, through funding. The only way that you can the only way that you can have these guys get paid is if they just enter into the marketplace, if they lay down their weapons and they go to work. They need to protect us first because we've got the uh, uh, <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred, do you own a shotgun? Over the borders already. Fred, do you own a shotgun? Uh, I guess so. Well, then you're you're protected. You're fine. Yeah, why is it that you, Fred, may I ask why you trust? I mean, setting aside the uh, xenophobia of the immigration issue, uh, which is a whole other matter, but um, may I ask why it is that you trust the government to keep you safe? I don't trust the government at all. Well, I why are no... you asking for them to do things for you? Why am I asking for, for what, please? Why are you asking for the government to do things for you, things that are as important as protection, if you don't trust them? I didn't ask for protection from the government. I asked protection from our troops. They should all return home and <laughs> but, uh, uh, get the troops on are the, the government. <laughs> and uh, excuse yep, me, I know Fred. The troops are the government, and I understand that. But we still got patriots. And our armed services, I hope. 
Okay, so you are asking for protection from the government in the form of the troops, right? So let's make sure you're, we're clear here. You Do you believe that the troops are somehow better than the other rest of the government? I think we ought to all be on the borders protecting our borders. You didn't answer my question. If you if you're if everybody's on the border trying to keep the Mexicans from running across, trying to you know to to, to earn enough money to eat a sandwich, those wily Mexicans, then then nobody's going to get anything done. We can We've make got- this country so inhospitable for people who live uh, south of it that they won't want to come. But you can't. What you can't do is have the same country you have today and crack down and actually stop people from crossing the border. You don't get both of those. We've got Hezbollah down in Mexico. They're coming across the borders. They're terrorists. Why would Hezbollah so, want to come across our borders if it wasn't for the military over there killing their uh, their wives and families? We we should not be over there. That's Agreed. My point. So if if you if you leave from over there, issue an apology. All of Muslim, all of the Muslim world, we apologize for messing around in your business. Goodbye. Good luck. I hope you me- I hope you uh, straighten everything out out here. The United States is going to leave you alone. Terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Then I don't yeah, think have- Hezbollah is going to come across the border and try to try to. Uh, I mean, if Hezbollah does that, then we're liable to go back. Why would they do it? We left the terrorists in there on 9-11. We trained them in airplanes. I never did, did any of those things. I did not huh? uh, train a terrorist. I don't know how to fly an airplane, and I did I not. Li- right. So why would you say we did Florida. those things? They was trained to fly planes down Florida, and mm-hmm. then they uh, got right. two planes. And why did and- they do that? Why do you think those folks flew those planes into those buildings? Why do I think they did? Yeah. Well, there's more than to it than just what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. In the first place, two planes flew into the, uh, those two buildings. But three buildings fell down. Sure, sure, so but that didn't answer my question. The question was why? Why did they do that? Why? If you believe they did. Go to war in Iraq. Well, no, no, no. We, we no, put, no. Uh, Maybe you're not understanding my question. <laughs> why did the men who flew the planes into the buildings do that? I have not. I don't have their minds. I can't tell you. Let me give you. An, uh, let me give you a suggestion. Maybe now this is presuming you believe the general story about nine eleven. Maybe they were upset because the U.S. government was over killing their loved ones in the the Middle East and interfering in their affairs. That's very possible. So yeah. why don't we bring our troops home? So I'm with you, man. Bring the there. troops home I'm and then abolish that. the military. Right. I'm, I'm. What I'm saying is, bring the troops home. Put them to work. And then um, you know you'll you'll be far better off than putting them on the border and letting uh, letting coyotes uh, yeah. bribe them so that they can get across. I don't know about you, Fred, but I am not interested in living in a police state. I'm not living in. A, I want to live in the United States. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think that's going to last much longer. I'm afraid. Not, about, uh, and I don't want traders allowed in. Traders? What are, what's wrong with government? trade? Huh? What's wrong with trade? Are you talking about traitors or traders? Traitors. Yeah, but if you if you put up border patrol, right if you put up border patrol, traitors are just it. people that don't agree with what the government people say. Fred, you and I are traitors. Hey, Fred, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, and if you put up a bunch of border checkpoints and border guards and traders, the people that want to do business aren't going to have a very easy time with it. And that's going to make things a lot worse as far as the economy, like getting products and services in and out of here. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com features including news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. You can get on our email update list, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. In fact, I sent out an update this afternoon because I was making a special appearance on Ernie Hancock's show, uh, Declare Your Independence, which you can hear before Free Talk Live every weekday on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. He called me up. And he sounded very distraught today. Sounded very I actually distraught. read this update. Yes, thank Facebook. you for that. And I, I knew all about it. I yep. know what was going on. You were in the loop. I, I read it too. Uh, so, yeah, he was very distraught. He was bummed out because he'd been getting a lot of bad news. Because like he, he lives was, in Arizona. Well, he does live <laughs> in Arizona. And so there's all that bad news. And then there's bad news on top of that bad news because there's a lot of bad news out there. I mean, the, the government's getting bigger and more oppressive and intrusive and more expensive than it's ever been. And. Uh, so he was pretty bummed out. He said, Ian, I need you to come on uh, to, to give me some good news. Tell me about Keen. And uh, so I did. I came on and we spent a good hour just talking about some of the things that were going on here in Keene, New Hampshire. Everything from uh, the civil disobedience to some of the political action that's uh, that's happening here. So it was very good. I'll put that up a little bit later later on tonight on the Free Talk Live website. And I'll send out another update when that happens in case you missed it happening live. Taryn Lupo from LCL Report and Wheels Off Liberty supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry. And you can see um, th- that jewelry by either joining his L- uh, his fan group on Facebook or going to lclreport.com. You can support the ideas of Liberty every time you buy some of his unique jewelry. And I've seen it, and it, it's, it's very interesting stuff. You can He does custom work for just about anything you can dream up. It's lclreport.com or uh, look, search LCL Report on Facebook. All right. And in fact, speaking of Keen, there are a few updates on some of the things going on here. Uh, Heike, who was the young lady that was arrested a couple of weeks ago for having an open container in the park downtown, as well as, uh, well, she was being painted topless at the time, though she wasn't arrested for that because it's legal uh, to be topless. But it's nonetheless mentioned in every single news report that's ever been written about the incident. Uh, she has written a letter to the editor of the uh, the Union Leader, one of the newspapers in New Hampshire. She also sent a copy, I believe, to the local uh, paper here in Keene. And it was published on Sunday, of all days, in the Union Leader, which is great. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, they don't publish their letters to the editor on their website. I guess that's their incentive to get you to go buy their newspaper. So we went ahead and... <laughs> Failed uh, again. She sent us a, a version of it, and we went ahead and published her letter to the editor on the front page over at freekeen.com. So you can go and grab that. The Union Leader is kind of the uh, state newspaper. Um, mm, it's very, if, 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 there's, really if there's one that could be, you know, make that claim, I would say the Union Leader said. It's it's sort of the Republican newspaper in a mm-hmm. you know a state with more sort of uh, liberal newspapers. But they take news- some liberty-friendly positions there. Sometimes. I think they came out recently Cursory. against. I think they came out recently pretty firmly against the uh, the laws that prohibit people from recording the police, those sorts of things. So they're, in many cases, they're pretty liberty oriented. 
So uh, you can go and see that right now over at freekeen.com, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you've actually got an email that kind of ties into uh, some of this stuff. Yeah, this one's on awesome. It starts out... Um, and I think we've this guy's emailed before, hasn't he? I don't know that that's true. I could uh, search his name in my uh, okay. uh, email here. But I feel like he has. It may, it may be true. Because it's I, rare that we get angry emails. I mean, you'd think that on Free Talk Live, a, a nationally syndicated radio program with a very firm pro-liberty viewpoint that in many ways is quite iconoclastic uh, and appears on 80-plus radio stations around the country, you'd think we'd get a little bit more angry vitriolic emails but it just doesn't happen yeah i would think the same thing too i'm surprised that you guys don't actually yeah me me too i mean i like to read them when they uh when they come in but really it just doesn't happen but this one's for real mark this isn't like tongue-in-cheek right this is somebody's really sending an angry email yeah actually he did send one in uh last year sometime okay um and it was another it was it was more radio gold (laughs) 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 This this guy's great uh it's it start it's it's entitled Eric? subject yeah his name's Eric it's in, uh, the subject line is dear communists <laughs> which just goes to show somebody who has no idea who he's talking to yeah <laughs> I mean we're the exact opposite of but, communists but presumably he's been listening for a year I mean I don't know maybe he hasn't listened the whole time yeah I don't get the impression that he has um I well, mean, you, you, to me this this points out that he must have been or was grown up like like he was born in the fifties or grew up in the fifties sixties. Because he thinks of everyone as communists. Everyone who's not with him is a communist. <laughs> so um, he says, I was talking about your show in Christian chat number four on Yahoo. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> and someone in there told me that you called the military hired killers. Yeah, you did. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, it's it's something that I have done. Actually, paid killers paid is killers the term, is as I recall, yet yeah, um, that I've used. And oh, and it's a, I think it's in one of our promos now. It, it, it may very well be. I don't use it anymore because I don't feel it forwards the conversation. It may get people to tune out before they listen to what it is that we have to say. But it is a factually correct statement. I mean, yes, it is. As as, as, a, former as a former paid killer, I was paid. And one of my main responsibilities as a soldier was to kill if need be. Isn't that what? Don't they just don't they tell you essentially that, uh, you know, first, primarily you're a soldier, secondarily you're a cook or helicopter pilot or whatever it is that you do? Yes. I mean, isn't well, that- it's a little bit more high strung in the Marines for that sort of sentiment. But the, the Army's the same way. You are a soldier first. You are a, an infantry. You know, you're supposed to you have your weapon. You're supposed to be able to use it proficiently if need be. I think that that pretty much sums it up. Right. Yes. OK. So he says, I've listened to your crazy show, even though most of what you say makes me sick. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I notice you all speak English. Huh? English? Well, that's funny because... And then he switches wait, to all wait, caps. Was that in there? Was the English... Did you embellish that or was the English in there twice? No, it was, it was once. Oh, okay. Um, and he says, that's funny because... And then he switches to caps. If it wasn't for the military, you'd be speaking German or Japanese Ooh. right now. Or even Arabic. Ooh. And... <laughs> Okay, so All here, in caps. here now, only not only do you have there, somebody who doesn't listen very much, but there multiple excl- exclamation marks. One exclamation one. point. Okay. Um, I, I don't think he, he doesn't do the multiple exclamation point at any point in this email. So, <laughs> can this, we address that this, one real quick? The uh, the German thing. It, we have to. Okay, General Smedley Butler, Eric. I know you're going to listen because I'm going to tell you when I'm going to send you an email and let you know when it's on. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sending in these great emails. Um, I, I'd buy Don't them. Don't ever change. I'd buy them from you if I could. I mean, they're so good. So, um, Put if this you, man on the payroll. General Smedley Butler, one of the few men to win the uh, Medal of Honor, 
the Medal of Honor. It's the military designation given by the United States government twice. He was a major general, and I think that he. I What's think even was, more amazing is that he didn't die earning those. Yeah, That's pretty well, crazy. Um, you know, he he said that he was. Uh, Most it, people die when in they his them. book War is a Racket. He claimed that. Uh, that he was a paid he was a paid killer for the United States government a, a, a mm-hmm. hitman a strongman for for uh, their corporate buddies for, for his for the United States government and their corporate buddies so here's a guy a general who says these things remember Dwight D Eisenhower the republican president said beware of the military industrial complex eric i understand you're not tuned into this i get it but you've got to, to you know you've got to tune yourself into it um the the fact is general smedley butler said there's no way that somebody could mount a land invasion in the United States um, through, the, through the sea. You just can't do it. It's not going to be possible. I suppose the Chinese could conquer their way through uh, Russia, march across the Bering Straits, build a bridge and march, march, march across the Bering Straits, but I think we could handle them by that time. So the United States is an incredible, in, incredibly enviable position. We can't be invaded by land. It's going to be very, very difficult for somebody to do that. I don't think we have anything to worry about from Canada and, and Mexico. Um, so, what about the Quebec, Quebecies? Yeah, the, the Quebecers, Quebecois. French Canadians. Yeah, they, they're they, scary. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to secede. It's just <laughs> this is just bullcrap. Did did the Japanese bomb the uh, the Sandwich Islands that then became known as uh, Hawaii? Yes, yes, they did. They they a military base on the islands that had no business being on sovereign land. The British had no business taking over that island. The the United States had no business taking it from the British. The United States had no business packing it full of military people who then voted to give it statehood after World War II. By the way, was it 1956? Something like that. So it wasn't even it wasn't wasn't even a state. state. Do, Do you mean to say that when you use a Aggression against people, you shouldn't be surprised when it comes back around to bite That's you what in the happens. Butt? It's the nature of abuse, I'm afraid. All right, there's more coming up here, Madness. right? We got more to this email. Oh, there's All right. plenty. All right, 800 259 9231. We might also, I think we might just stop down and take a call here, uh, and your, or your calls as well at 800 259 9231. We'll get back to the golden email in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Candy. For inspiring ideas for your next celebration, be sure to visit us at CelebrationCorner.com. You don't have to wait for a holiday to plan a festive meal. Celebrate anytime with a fun menu or creative theme. Invite friends for a roll-your-own sushi dinner. Or surprise your family with a birthday cake when it's nobody's birthday. Fun is the name of the game, so make up a special reason of your own. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you want to help out the show, there are different ways for you to do that. One of them is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage uh, of the profits Actually, it's like 7 8%, so maybe a portion would be a better way to say that. We get a portion of their profits, and it's still the same great Amazon, still the same awesome prices and uh, shipping deals, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new products. You can even buy used, though, if you'd like to save a few extra bucks. Get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And we'll get back to the angry email here in a few moments. A man calling us communists. Someone who has emailed us in the past and was similarly upset with us, apparently is still listening. Uh, we'll continue with that in a bit, but let's first talk to Matt listening in Pennsylvania. 
Matt, you're listening to Braveheart Radio. What is that? That's our local station that airs you guys on a regular basis. Oh, is it uh, is it Meadville? Is that where you are? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, very good. You guys have been that's been on the air for a while now, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Fantastic. Yes. All right, I'm pretty sure they're doing it all without an FCC license, which just is so exciting to me. Anyway, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, sometimes I, I, you guys have a lot of good points to make and, and are very interesting to listen to, and sometimes I think you're as idyllic as our current administration is utopian. Okay. When you say you're going to disband the military, I, I don't know how in a modern context you can say that without us being no longer sovereign in any way, shape, or form. There's there's no way that we wouldn't be overrun within a heartbeat. By whom? Whether it be by anybody that wanted to. By Canada, for Christ's sakes. You think Canada's <laughs> yeah. going to send in their military mm-hmm. if... if um... I'm not saying that they... Go- I said it's 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 possible. How would the... How you would have the... no centralized military. You're missing one of the fundamental tenets for why our founding fathers decided that the, we needed some uh, constitutional government because there were some things that the loose union of colonies just could not represent them. But centralization is war. bad. Centraliza- centralization is undesirable. It, pre- it, pre- it produces, you know, we've got monopolies and, uh, you know, crappy results and uh, inefficiency. Don't you think it makes more sense to have decentralized protection where each individual is responsible for their own selves and their own safety and their, and their families? I mean, do, do you understand why Switzerland wasn't invaded during World War II? playing the neutral card no, it's because because no, they all got guns yeah and they right. don't have yeah they don't have much of a military and but I every understand that. young and, and man i'm all for everybody having guns however the problem is in, in modern warfare having a shotgun or a deer rifle or or whatever weapon you deem necessary is not going to prevent uh, an attack by air it's not going to prevent an air uh, an attack by sea right I mean, well you uh, can't we you know. can't hold ground with um naval power or with air power is all you can do is shell the crap out of people. Do you understand that? You don't win a country yeah, from the air. The landing that caused that, that we D Day was pretty successful. That was an amphibious landing. It was uh, no, Followed no. I said by you, a ground war. right. That, that's right. There's I, you have to have boots on the ground to control something. You can't shoot it from the sea. You can't drop bombs on it from the air. You, to control a landmass, you must have soldiers on the ground. And my question to you is this: If the if uh, if Ontario decides to. Uh, Excuse me, um, Ottawa. What's the capital of uh, of, of Canada? Ottawa, Ottawa decides to uh, to Canada? sweep across the forty seventh parallel. To the Red Horde drives down into America and seizes the heart of of Washington D.C. Will you follow what they say? Will you do what they tell you to do? That doesn't stop them from walking all over us. Well, how are they going to walk all over you if you refuse to do it? Power is wielded by the end of a gun, I believe, Mal. Don't says. you have a gun? Yeah, I understand that. But yeah, I mean, you've gun, got a, a thousand Americans for every one of their soldiers. Once again, that's a hypothetical. May I remind you? You gave me a hypothetical, dude. I'm dealing with the hypothetical. Well, I, yeah, and I understand. I gave a hypothetical into the sense that anybody could walk into our borders. I mean, at what point does modern warfare, I mean, I mean even if we were allowed any weapon that we wanted to, a centralized source is going to have far superior weaponry than the individual is going to be able to maintain, purchase, create, what have you. 
okay what if, if what you're worried about is in arms if what you're worried about is some sort of an arms uh conflict with who's got the biggest gun then i have to disagree with you a centralized government is inefficient as hell and they they blow money on a bunch of crap that they don't need and they pay too much if i want to get an anti-aircraft gun or whatever then that can be done in the marketplace if i want to hire a protection company that's going to protect Keene, new hampshire with uh, surface-to-air missiles because there's a bunch of paranoid crackpots living here that think they're going to be invaded by china then uh, those paranoid crackpots can all get together and uh, hire a company to build that crap and defend their area it's not like it's not like these but weapons have to be purchased by a government individual what about the larger contingency what about the larger contingent as a whole i mean one of the what are you talking about do in warfare is that we blow apart their command and control right so uh, absolutely right and now, when there's no command and control then what have no command and control we Thank have goodness. no centralized reason to coordinate an attack or a defense and then at, what the, at that point, you'd get run over. You don't – look, Iraq did just fine there for several years against the world's largest, most well-funded military, and they did just fine with just a few people when? fighting back. When, who, who and when? In Iraq. What war were you watching? The one where the one where the United when States was losing. Are you aware the United States is now, these wiki? Parallel? Are you aware that these WikiLeaks papers right now uh, reveal that the United States is losing in Afghanistan? I mean, these people are subsistence dirt farmers, and they can't beat them. Beat them in what sense? It's, it's, it's a war. Shooting the, the right people, dude. They're shooting plenty of people, just not the right ones. They're turning civilian populist against themselves. At this point, people in Afghanistan are saying, United States, go home. We're tired of getting killed while you think that people are Taliban. So, Matt, let me see if I miss. Did I mishear you? Did you say that you think a centralized uh, command and control structure is a good thing? I think it's a necessity. Well, I think Mark pointed out, and maybe I think there was some crosstalk going on, maybe you didn't hear it, but if you don't have a centralized command and control structure, there's nothing to defeat, there's nothing to take over. Then you have to do a house-by-house takeover of uh, of any given area. There's no military base or anything like that for the invading horde to focus on. Don't you think that's a benefit? Not really, no, I don't. Okay, so basically you're a communist. No, I'm not a communist in any way, shape, or form. Well, apparently you want communal control, or at least uh, centralized control. I want centralized control. Yeah, who's going to... Well, that, that is the hallmark of communism. Battle, in any war, there's one general calling the shots, or there's a, that's a, a how central it's, command... Sure, structure. that's how a war goes, and wars are between governments. So when the United States federal government invaded Iraq, it fought against the Republican Guard, the government of Iraq, and, and it wiped didn't last them long. out. And they wiped them out because it's government versus government. After that, then the occupation started and then it became u.s federal government versus anybody who wanted to oppose them and there was no one for them to target specifically because anybody in any uh, anyone could have been the target and it made things far more difficult for them and it's still far uh, far more difficult as it is in, in afghanistan right so, you can't kill people for thinking you can't find the people who think subversive thoughts against you the military isn't a policing force it's a military force it the armies fight armies any other thoughts you want to add here, Matt? I just, I guess, I just don't, I don't agree. So basically, you want to force people to pay for your little fantasy uh, military, your fantasy military that will be a centralized controlling force, right? No, I want someone to. I want us <laughs> as a collective to pay for 
our sovereignty as a country. No, no, you don't. You don't get sovereignty as a country. Sorry, this is a this is a myth. You can't have sovereignty as a country because that's an imaginary concept. There are individuals, and individuals can have sovereignty. But uh, a country or a nation is just an idea. It's not sovereign in any way. It doesn't exist. Isn't it interesting how the founding document says that I have freedom of religion, but my religion is a Quaker, and as a Quaker, I believe in peace. So therefore, I don't. I shouldn't be forced to fund the military that's supposed to keep this founding document and. The, you know the people that claim to uh, claim to uh, support it going. It was a question for you, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did. I thought it was you were just throwing one out there. I I understand what you're saying, but on the same token, I think that if you decide to live within the bounds of this country, and yes, you're allowed to practice your religion. I mean, there's also religions that I mean, in satanic culture, that they they practice animal sacrifice. Well, Look, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to steal. I promise not either. to steal your dog if you promise not to steal my money. Can we live that way? Can you keep your hands out of my pockets and let me pay for the things that I want? Well, Ian, your, your safety is not one of those? You've got your hands in my pocket, for God's sakes. It's the thief acting, asking me if, if I'm caring about my safety. You're the thief, dude. Well, I, I, I don't know that it's a thievery kind of Yeah, thing. it's stealing. I, mean, I don't want to give you the money. To be protected. I don't want to give you the money. I'll take care of my own protection. Thank you very much. I don't need you and your criminal gang. Uh, Isn't that what the Italian guy, the pinstripe soup comes? Hey, you need a little protection here in this store. Things can <laughs> get broken. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need some money to protect you. Yeah, that's all it is, man. Thanks for the call, Matt. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. That's Sorry to all the Italian people out there. It's just a Hollywood <laughs> reference. You know what I mean? <laughs> One eight hundred two. There are Russian mobsters and you know so on. So Jewish mobsters and uh, Italian Japanese. mobsters and and Irish mobsters. You got the whole thing. Hour two is coming up. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Sure, there's some wasp mobsters somewhere. Eight hundred two five nine. Politicians. Ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited, as always, to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there for free. You can also uh, create the content of the site by submitting different sh- uh, show prep suggestions to our webpage. Other listeners will then vote up or down on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You can also vote up and down on stuff, too. And the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of our website. And so it's become a nice resource not only for us, but also for you, the listener, to find out what our other listeners are interested in over at freetalklive.com. We're going to continue with the calls. Also uh, going to get back to the email from the angry listener here in a little bit. But just a few more thoughts uh, on on Matt's call last hour for those of you just tuning in. uh, We had Matt call in from Pennsylvania, and he was talking about the issue of protection and how it is that he thought the federal government was best inclined to be the organization that should be protecting us. And uh, usually the people that come from this conservative perspective, and I'm you know, going to guess that he was a conservative. And I, we, we uh, came from that perspective. I did. And uh, usually the people that come from that perspective would have some understanding that government is not very uh, efficient. But for some reason, they ignore that when it comes to the, the, uh, the military. Well, I think that uh, what, they, what they rely upon is that the government has the ability to forcibly extract money from people. And when they can do that, they can buy really big, expensive things like battleships and uh, bombers and, and IS, uh, ICBMs and mm-hmm. things like that. That's really impressive, those things. Yeah, They're those big. things they go boom. Yeah. Big, impressive stuff. There's no doubt about it. The question is, are they, um, are they the, and I think that those things, being able to do that makes, um, you know, makes that country more able to defeat other countries. The question is, does it make them more capable of defeating the government? Defeat other yeah, the, governments. The, right. Governments can defeat governments, but does it make them uh, abil- have have the ability to defeat people? And I don't think mm-hmm. it necessarily does, because the United States government didn't do a very good job of defeating Iraq. Um, finally, they did manage to take care of some insurgencies, but only after they uh, scheduled a withdrawal plan, which to me says the insurgents said, "Oh, well, we'll just wait eighteen months, and then they'll be gone, and we'll be well, everything will be fine." Right now in Afghanistan, one of the biggest problems the White House has with the WikiLeaks documents is that, in fact, the United States isn't doing that well in Afghanistan. Against what the estimates are, 500 to 1,000 Taliban and the people that are pissed off that their wives and children have been killed by accident mm-hmm. by the Western forces. It's happened. The, if you read the documents, and I know you won't. I know if you're going to be outraged about those documents being released, you're not going to read them at all. Well, I won't read them at all either because it's a lot of crap. Yeah, it, it, there's a bunch of that. But the fact <laughs> is the United States government and, and the governments over there are killing scores of people for every one Taliban or al-Qaeda member that they get. By the way, there are dozens of al-Qaeda members in, in Afghanistan. Dozens, that's all. And the, the, the you know, largest military in the face of the earth is trying to find them. They couldn't find Osama bin Laden. How are they going to find these people? Now, I love what uh, Puke said during the, the, the news break as we were discussing this uh, about Switzerland and back in World War II when Hitler uh, was invading pretty much all of Europe, he stayed yeah, away. He was from, trying his best. He stayed away from Switzerland. And Mike's response to that, on, or excuse me, Matt's response to that on the air was that, oh, well, they were neutral. <laughs> as, though, <laughs> as though Hitler cares if somebody's yeah. neutral. Right. As though Hitler met, you know, uh, t- did a little check on Switzerland as well. They haven't taken a side on this conflict, so we'll go ahead and leave them alone. Well, you know, just no. the Polish government's not neutral on me, so I'll attack the Polish government, but I'll leave their nice Jews alone. No! Yeah, he wasn't too too worried about people's feelings. He's a terrible, evil man. The only reason he didn't attack uh, Switzerland is because he couldn't have won it. He was scared. Right. He couldn't win a mountainous land where every home has a gun. Yeah, he knew there was no point. 
in trying to take them over. So he went to uh, the other more easily defeated countries. Right. And in the same you way, you can't fight be... a land war in the United States no. of America. There are more guns in the United States of America than there are people. Yeah, in the it would be impossible to have Canada or Mexico or China or anybody invade this land. And it's also just... think about the size of the United States. The 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 land mass itself is massive. There's no way that you could control such a, a large land mass. Think People about, would just move around and and find new places to set up base and then attack from there, and it's, wouldn't it's be able ridiculous. to invade New Hampshire. Think of think of the, uh, Even of the Democrats killer, have guns here. Serial killers. Everybody's yeah. scared to death of serial killers, and here's the reason: there isn't a centralized agency where you go to knock on the door and talk to the serial killers. Mm-hmm. They operate on their own. When you look at those two guys that were in Washington D.C., uh, you know, the a few snipers. years back, yeah, the snipers. It, how many people did they kill? Like a dozen before you could take them out? Imagine if you had a country with hundreds of people like that that are taking over, uh, you know, that, that are taking yeah. out the military members. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to fight. All right, let's continue with your calls. Luther is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Luther. Luther, New Hampshire, going once. Luther in New Hampshire, going twice. Hello? You hear me? Yeah, we got you. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> oh, not much. Sorry, my phone was kind of messing up on me, but... uh. Well, you're talking about the military and how, you know, it would be impossible for, you know, uh, a strong, centralized, large, spending a lot of money with all these fun toys and big equipment military to fight a war against, you know, snipers like a guerrilla warfare here in America. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I completely agree with this. Uh, And the caller man I was listening, he said... uh, uh, well, we need we need to get the money so we we can fight a modern warfare with all our big toys, you know. And that's that's really not true because if you think about it from an economic perspective, if you can make a cheap bomb and put it on a plane and fly it somewhere, you know, you you have a better chance of lasting longer because you're being more frugal than somebody who's buying these big toys, which are kind of becoming obsolete and outdated. Boy, look at all the trouble they have with what they call improvised explosive devices. Right. Things that things that go boom on the side of the highway. You don't think you'd find that in America if uh, if you tried to, to fight a land war here? If you tried to take it right. over? Here's a here's a a good thing to think about. Why was the um, RAH? Uh, what was that? It was the helicopter. The the uh, the radar like stealth helicopter. That program was scrapped. Why? Because. The the modern conflicts we're in right now, we're not fighting a giant Russian or Chinese military with all this fancy tech. The Taliban doesn't have radar. Yeah, we're fighting people chucking rocks at us, essentially. Right. And and so right. all that money spent on the, all these programs was useless. It's You're, now useless. Right. The helicopter may be invisible to radar, but it's not invisible to a guy with binoculars. Yeah, no. Or right. someone just standing out there listening like, yeah. what's that noise? Oh, it's a jet. <laughs> right. And and the uh, the, you know, the radar, uh, the, the ability to stay off of radar isn't going to keep the, uh, the, the, the surface-to-air missiles away from the helicopter or the RPGs or whatever it is that you would shoot at a, hel- yeah. a helicopter. Right. Yeah, an RPG is fire and forget. It's like a giant bullet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Luther? That was pretty much it. Uh, just want to throw my two cents in. I'll let you guys get back to it. All right, Wolverines! Man, thanks. thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800 259 9231. Let's go to Chippy in California. Chippy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Chippy. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Um, yeah, I uh, tomorrow I uh, is the deadline to pay for my uh, ticket that I got for not wearing my seatbelt, apparently. Um, so I was, uh, you know, and I was just watching a video that uh, Dale put on uh, on Anarchy in your head about like how he was like, he was told like how how he kind of how he felt like how he kind of 
one, but yet he, he was kind of like slammed down by the man, you know, because he couldn't like like choose to go to jail or, you know, he just kind of settled that, well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and pay it because I guess the judge said that I'll just remove his license or whatever. But, and so that kind of like discouraged me a little bit, but I'm still like, I still want to fight it. I think I have a case, but I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, okay. When, when, okay, there was two officers that were in the, the vehicle that uh, apparently, like, okay, I was pulling out of the store. I didn't have my seatbelt on. I, I mean, I, I was, okay, I admit, I'm guilty, but I'm still going to, I still think I could fight it. Because the, the the ticketing officer was um, the way that he was traveling. He was going to my right, and he was turning into uh, subdivisions directly ahead of me. He was turning left, and so the driving officer had had his attention. He was focusing on turning left into the subdivision, and he had a partner in the passenger seat who was looking at me. And I think he was the one who said, "Hey, we got this guy over here not wearing a seatbelt." So I I you know I turn right. They go in straight ahead of me into this subdivision, um, and as I'm turning right, I notice they flipped the, you know, they, they flipped around and you know came after me. Mm-hmm. Um, when they pulled me over, I did have my seatbelt on, and I'm thinking, okay, if I challenge this, maybe I could, I could, uh, I, like the second officer that saw me isn't going to be there. So I'm wondering if I could say, okay, well, this is hearsay on this guy's. Um, Hey, you know, will, will it hurt to try? I mean, are, are they going to charge you more for taking it to uh, to a challenge? Yeah, I'll get. I'll, I'll tell get you what. Tell me more about it in a moment here. Hang on. More with Chippy and your calls as well at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free, including listening options, live streams. We've got them, broadband and dial-up flavors, plus our listen lines. You can listen around the clock to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Uh, Get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader in web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can get dot .anything over there at HostGator.com. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. From a personal blog to a complete e-commerce business website, they can do it all at HostGator.com. If you use coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up today at HostGator.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com code FTL. All right, so we're back here. You can bring up anything. Chippy is on the line with us in California. Chippy, uh, you were telling us about a, a situation where you were pulled over for having no seatbelt on. Uh, two cops were involved, both cops in the same car. You were turning one direction. They were going another. You believe that the cop in the passenger side saw you without the seatbelt on. When they pulled you over, the seatbelt was on. Nonetheless, they, they hit you with the ticket. And you're asking about whether or not it's worthwhile to uh, to go ahead and take this to court. Is that right? Exactly. 
And what is the uh, is this one of the it's California? So I imagine their court system's even more screwed up than it is here in New Hampshire. So uh, what are the, the the penalties for taking it to court and not winning? Are there additional penalties that will be tacked on, like court costs and that sort of thing? I have I have fought a, uh, a bicycle ticket. I was riding a bicycle down the, the sidewalk one time. I got busted for that, and I fought that and lost. And it was like an extra twenty five bucks. So. I was thinking that the court costs, if I was to lose, would probably be, I don't know, maybe another 50 or something at this point, because that was a long time ago. Okay. So I'm not exactly sure, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I will be charged an additional amount, that's for sure. All right. So you know, I've I've uh, experienced a, a traffic situation. I tried to to fight one one time um, when I before I had moved up to New Hampshire, and my experience was that the uh, the judge just kept on knocking the gavel down and say, um, and and he wasn't even a real judge. He was like a lawyer that would part time as a judge, mm-hmm. and for traffic court, they don't take these things very seriously because. They're not trying to dispense justice. Um, and he was saying, I am uh, I'm ruling for the safety of um, the community. You know, like he was basically just kept on knocking the gavel down saying, you know, I find you guilty because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm erring on the side of the community. I don't care about justice. I don't care about innocent until proved, pr- proven guilty. I care about the safety of the community. And I believe that handing you a ticket is somehow going to fix that. So I don't have a lot of faith in the uh, in in the system, um, especially the system that's not inside of New Hampshire, where there's no one trying trying a little bit to hold it responsible. That's what I was afraid of. I was actually considering maybe even going and asking the judge to uh, maybe lessen lessen the fine as a you know and, and beg for his mercy. You I know? think they'll do that. <laughs> I think that What's if that? you, I think they'll probably cut the fine in half. They seem to do that on a regular basis. Um, the only thing that, for one, I wouldn't, uh, I, w- I wouldn't, you know, tell them that you didn't have the seatbelt on like you did here on the air. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah, if, they, if, if they have me listening, you're in big trouble. But um, <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, just take it and, and make them prove their case. But I'm sure they'll offer you a deal before you get there. Well, you know, because I was thinking, well, now, you know, if the, if the police officer doesn't show up. Then you basically it gets dismissed and you know or delayed or they'll delay it until the officer can come in. There's also that possibility, and, and that's why I was thinking. Well, if there's a secondary officer and he's involved in the traffic stop, shouldn't he be present as well? And if he's not, isn't it? In, I mean, is is there a possibility of it being delayed? I mean, well, I know you're not legal. Yeah, people, I don't know. You, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and I don't know how the system works out there. I, I tend to side with Mark on this. I think this. it's I mean, worth taking. I, I absolutely think I... Is it worth it? I mean, I don't know. What if, what I if just, they, what if they keep the fine? Did you ask me fine, if I was going to win? What if they keep the same, win. what if they keep the fine the same amount and then they tack on an extra $50? They're going to offer him a plea before they go in. Maybe. Likely. So he's Possibly. just, he's, he's playing the gamble and I, at this point he has to. Well, good luck, Chippy. I don't know if we've answered your question. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, are you planning on coming out to New Hampshire at some point? Eventually, I I do. Um, I have to take care of uh, my decrepit uh, grandmother and my oh, mother. They're they're falling apart. So I'm sorry long. to hear about that. I, yeah, well, I figure you know once I get uh, get done taking care of them, man, I, I'll be out there in a heartbeat, man. I hear right. all the things happening out there. Great, because you actually have a chance out here in New Hampshire when you uh, exactly. first of all you've got other activists who have kind of paved the way and actually have had some court successes in the traffic ar- arena. 
And in addition to that, we can actually get to the point of having a critical mass of people uh, overloading the court system. So it's pretty much will become a guarantee that they'll drop these charges when people go to court. That's the direction things are going. And the more people we can get here, the sooner the, uh, the sooner we can get to that kind of a situation. And I thank you, Chippy, and good luck out there. Let us know what happens. 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to Dan, listening in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hey, what's How on your mind doing? tonight, Dan? Not a whole lot. I, I kind of found your station by mistake, which was a good thing, I Indeed. will tell you. But I noticed you're from Keene, New Hampshire. We are. I am, I am calling from Vanderbilt, Michigan, which is up near the Mackinac Bridge. So I grew up in a town in Maryland called Frederick. Okay. Keens were very prevalent. Uh, my best friend in, in elementary schools came that I, I it is a small hey. world so uh, so are we going to learn your uh, family history or did you have something you really <laughs> no, wanted no. to share I, what I want to know is is that they disappeared every year and went up to Key, New Hampshire for a reunion like they 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 might have been related to the founders of the town I'm just curious have you been there long enough to tell me that if a Max or anybody from Maryland might be related to the founders of it. I couldn't tell you. Nah, I, I don't know that much about the town. Yeah, I. I mean, it's a it's a it's a a large town, small city. It's technically considered a city of tw- about twenty five thousand people. Okay. So there are a, a lot okay. of souls here. Enough. It's small enough to where you can see the same folks again and again, uh, but also large enough to where you don't quite know everybody. So I, I, I it's a good question. Maybe it'd be a good question for like an internet forum or something like that over well, it. Maybe I, maybe I would. I'll, I'll do that, and and we'll go from there. But uh, I. Enjoy listening to you. Great. I well, do not have a topic. I have comments on everything you say, <laughs> but uh, it's better let let to me holler at the radio and not be heard. Fair enough. Hey, thanks for the call, Dan. I appreciate it. And by the way, if you're listening there in uh, the northern portion of Michigan, Petoskey and uh, Traverse City, we are on WJML and WJNL, and they actually carry the third hour of the uh, the weekday program, so you can you can get us there all week long even if it's just an hour. 800-259-9231. To get details, by the way, on our radio affiliates, you can go to affiliates.freetalklive.com. Got a whole handy chart there with who's got us and what times they've got us and uh, how you can tune in and also how you can get in touch and thank them uh, for taking Free Talk Live. Because that's important, a little positive reinforcement. Uh, We're still in the early phases of getting this show out there to the the mainstream radio stations and the ones that have been so brave. Customer service is always a good thing. And uh, if you're you're making the calls, you're basically representing Free Talk Live, so please represent us well. Yeah, the ones that uh, have been so brave as to take Free Talk Live so early on uh, deserve, uh, deserve to be appreciated for that. So give them a call. Thank the program director for taking Free Talk Live, and then ask them real nice like to take all 18 hours per week. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. We've still got the hateful email uh, to get to. There's more of that and your calls as well about anything. Take control. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The single CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Our Shrine of Female listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved in the Shrine. All the details are at shrine.freetalklive.com. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They uh, also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Check them out at memorydealers.com. All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls. Then if we get a chance, we'll get back into the hate-filled, confused email. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Puke joining us here tonight in the studio. How's it going? Indeed, sir. What's your website, by the way? Doomsdaydevice.com. That's dooms-day-device.com. Very good. People can go and see your photographic work. Yes, photographs, location. a few videos. Fantastic. Dooms-day-device.com for more of Puke. And then we go to your calls. Matt is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to mention you had this call from Chippy, and he was asking about um, fighting this uh, seatbelt ticket. So I wanted to first off mention Mark Stevens. Uh, You know, Mark Stevens would be a more appropriate guy for him to get in touch with uh, if he wants to find out more about that stuff. And he does stuff uh, with traffic court all over the country. Yeah, markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C, M-A-R-C, Stevens. Dot net. But even Mark will uh, will tell you that, you know, his uh, his approach isn't necessarily going to result in the, the case being thrown out or anything like that. It's just that it could. Um, it could also piss them off and they could throw you in a jail cell. Well, as well. you know, they, 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 he sets it up for appeal is what his his whole yes. case is about. His whole system. Right. Right. So so the question is, do you want to bother appealing something and going through all that in California if you're planning on moving to New Hampshire eventually? Right, and the, you know the, the you know that's a question that uh, this chip guy is going to have to you know answer for himself if sure. he wants to do this. If he wants to do something like this, you uh, kind of as a protest, and I got no problems with that, no matter what state people are in. Uh, my brother tried it here in Illinois, and ended up paying one hundred and fifty dollars for what started out as a twenty-five dollar ticket. Oh boy! Oh. Uh, but my brother was determined to try to uh, to try to. Uh, you know, get get this thrown out, and he he tried all kinds of things, <laughs> uh, and the only reason why he ended up paying one hundred fifty dollars because he didn't want to go to jail. It, it was yeah. either pay that or go to jail. Uh, so you gotta you gotta know where you're going to draw your line. You gotta know where you're going to make your stand. And if he wanted to make his stand, I wouldn't try it. You know, I would if I was going to fight a, a no seatbelt ticket. The only way I'd fight it is to say where's the victim or show me the obligation like like uh, your uh thought and know? they will show me the obligation they will show you the jail <laughs> yeah, cell they will show, they will show <laughs> you right but uh, I, I would probably go with the where's the victim sure sure no we've victim. we've had people do that and they've ended up in jail too even here in new hampshire so it it's a nice statement to make the audience certainly will appreciate it uh, even the judge right. or the uh, the cops may may even uh, admit we've had them admit in court that oh there there was no victim, uh, but that doesn't prevent them from going ahead and finding you guilty. And, and throw-
throwing you in jail. So it yep. depends on how far along you want to go. And if you're going to do something like that, then it's a good idea to do it uh, with the uh, with the thoughts in mind that you're going to blog this, you're going to tell the world about it, and you're going to show the world, here's the gun. Haven't this the uh, the, the arresting gun. cops sometimes said that they were the ones that were the victim? <laughs> I know, I'm pretty certain I've heard that before. <laughs> So well, yeah, if you, they want because they do have the guns and they yeah. have the power to throw you in jail and they have the power right. to, to find you more. It, it, it all depends on how how far you as an activist want to go with it, and you've got to understand that you're doing it for activist reasons. So he was Chippy was saying, you know, he was going to try to kind of be cute about it and say, you know, it was the, either the cop doesn't show up. He was hoping either the cop doesn't show up or he was going to say, you know, they didn't have a right or whatever, but you got you can't do it that way. That's not going to accomplish anything. You're, you're still going to get fined more, and it's not going to accomplish anything. If you're going to if you're going to do it, you might you want to try to accomplish something. Yeah, right. You want something good to come out of it. If you're going to do like some of the activists around here have done and said, I'm not paying into your system, I'm not going to give you any extra money or anything like that, um, I would uh, I would caution you when you're talking about uh, you know California jails. Look, I spent nine years in prison. I'm not interested in going into any any jail in California, especially some of those municipalities out there. They've got some scary, scary jails. And, um, you know, I think I might give them the money. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fi- I highly endorse uh, flying under the radar. If your plans are to make the move to New Hampshire in order to, uh, to work with the liberty activists up here and to achieve liberty in your lifetime, and you know it's not going to happen where you live, why even bother? Uh, why right, even... Well, I- I understand your point. I understand the point you're making. All I'm saying is that Chippy's got to decide for himself whether it's going to be worth it for agreed. him to go that route or Absolutely not. Absolutely agreed. So. Thanks, Matt, for the thoughts and the input. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. All right, Mark, let's get back into the uh, angry email from someone who claims to be a Christian. I don't know if he's claimed that yet in this email, but I believe he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't claim that? He hasn't yet at this point. Okay, later he does. Um, Well, he did say he was was cruising around some, like, Jesus saves. That's right. He did mention he was in a Christian chat. The first thing he says is, uh, I was was talking about your show in uh, Christian Chat 4 on Yahoo, and someone told me that you'd called the military a bunch of hired killers. Yes. And actually, we'd use the term paid killers, but, you know, hired, paid, whatever. I think it's about the same. Um, I don't use that terminology anymore. I don't feel it forwards forwards the conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's accurate. Um, so anyway, he makes the, uh, the sets up the red herring that is, if it wasn't for the military, you would be speaking German or Japanese right now, or even Arabic. And I would challenge you, tell me how the German army, the Japanese army, or the Arabic army <laughs> would have taken over the United States. Tell me how that would happen. Um, it's not possible. I mean, there's just no military analyst that's ever going to tell you. Now, maybe Hitler could have taken over all of Europe, but mostly what he was doing when he did take them over is he was he was only putting uh, Nazi advisors in on their local uh, um, with their local governments anyway. So when his empire fell and it was it was already teetering anyway, assuming he would have taken over Europe, and I don't think that that I don't even think that was true. So he didn't have troops on every street corner enforcing. No, absolutely not. They did drag off some of the uh, German Jews that ran off. Um, you know, that tried to hide by going to different countries. He went and got them and drug them off. And certainly some of the eastern countries, he took their Jews and and put them in concentration camps and killed them. Things like that. But largely, you know, the occupied areas, the the horrors weren't so horrible. I'm not saying that Hitler wasn't horrible. He's horrible. But 
you know, the occupation wasn't oppressive. It, is what it, you're it would it wouldn't have turned into anything anyway. I mean, he was he couldn't control the landmass that he had at that point. It, remember the free French flo- forces, the free Polish forces. These were integral forces in take in the taking back of Europe. Everybody thinks the United States went in there and kicked butt, and certainly they were helpful, uh, especially to the English. No, United States. It, it wasn't, wasn't. Wasn't the French resistance pivotal in, it in was taking huge. back France? It was yeah. huge, and people need to read their World War II history. If if you're going to make dumb claims, uninformed claims like this, uh, you need to you need to read. So basically, they would take over the country, leave some advisors in the government, and essentially use their Move governments on, on, they, on them. Basically, right. I mean, their their troops were were uh, starving in some cases. I mean, they just didn't have yep. they didn't have ammunition. So and the food. idea would be that after they'd spread themselves so thin across Europe, they'd somehow be able to, uh, you know, to to put all those guys some of the to somehow recruit enough new members of the their military to send them over to the U.S. Across the seas, and then somehow take over a landmass like this. Well, they would have Not to. Uh, they would have to build a navy first, and the, the Germans <laughs> didn't have the production capacity because no. we bombed the crap out of it to build any sort of navy or no. anything. Ah, but if if the U.S. Well, hadn't bombed the crap out of it, then true. they would have been able to bring their ships over and take over the whole country. Nah, maybe so. That's there was plenty of English bombing going on. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More with the hateful email here in a bit. Also, your calls. As well, you take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. If you like the fact that we give you all the features on the website for free, unlike those other talk show hosts out there that want to charge you for their sites, if you appreciate that, then you can voluntarily contribute to the show by becoming a Free Talk Live Amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, as an amplifier, you get perks like access to the amp only call in lines. You heard Matt a moment ago on uh, from Illinois; he was calling on one of the amp only call in lines. We've also got the amp only forum uh, podcast, which is commercial free. At least the recorded commercials they're uh, they're out of the amp only podcast. You can enjoy that too, and some other perks as well. Get all the details. Get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal. Some other options are available too at amp.freetalklive.com or available as well at amp.freetalklive.com. All right, Mark, let's keep going with this, uh, this hate-filled email from Eric, who well, calls us communists. I, I think he's angry. I don't know about hate. Like All he's, right, angry. He's angry. Um, he's, ups- he's upset. Um, he believes that we're shaking the foundations of what America is. Um, and anyway, go on. Uh, I'll go on. Uh, we've, we've pretty much addressed whether or not we'd be speaking German or Japanese right now. <laughs> uh, 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 the U.S. military protects— i go with Chinese. The U.S. military protects you. 
They sacrifice oh, for you with their lives. I'm going to raise my voice every time he uses capital, um, mm-hmm. capital letters here. So that you have the right to mock them on the radio. They we gave their, spelled wrong, lives so that you can have freedom. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of things so wrong cliche. with this. Um, first off, what has the, how has the military protected, my, um, protected me in, say, the last uh, a few decades? They killed people. Right. I mean, because the Vietnamese were going to get me. The Koreans right. were going to get me. No, no, no. The Vietnamese were going to spread communism around the world. The, the, the yeah. Gr- Grenadians? What do you call people from Grenada? I don't know. But, that, I mean, you know, they, it, took the, it took the Marines to, no, <laughs> to, to, to take over the gr- Grenadiers. If, if it weren't for the U.S. military, son, the uh, Kim Jong-il would be the ruler of the world right now. Right. That's and the how idea. How would you like that? How that's, would you like that? Huh? As, as if he could even, Korean. even if he could run that silly little backwards <laughs> country that he's driven into the ground, he can even as if he can even run that, he could expand the borders somehow. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I think I made this point on Saturday. The idea that the U.S. military has done anything for freedom seems pretty absurd right on its face. Well, I think that I, let's exclude any, anything prior to 1945, because I think that you get enmeshed into this terrible thing with World War II. All they do is take orders from politicians. They yes. die for politicians. Absolutely. They die for the no military industrial complex. No one can dispute this, is that the military doesn't protect me. It protects politicians. It may pr- protect me in a periphery fashion in the sense that the politicians would look really bad if the landmass got an invaded. But, but really how- what it's about is politicians routing money through the military to their friends, the military-industrial complex, who finance their campaigns. Right, and That's they can't be is. honest about that. I mean, how, how would the politicians get people to go along with war if they were out there saying, all right, American people, we need to get behind this effort to help Halliburton uh, raise their <laughs> mm-hmm. profits. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. So you have to uh, dress it up with all this flowery language about freedom and uh, this pomp yeah. and circumstance and the you know tooting the the, the battle hymn or I'd whatever. I'd like to make a point that uh, I was deployed to a, a, the the wars in Afghanistan twice before I was twenty one. So where is the freedom for me? You know, I, I I went to a combat zone twice before I could legally touch a drop of alcohol. Mm. I mean, yay! There's some freedoms for you. Woo! Yeah, well, it wasn't the idea much is, for me. I don't right, know I, where it was. I, I guess the idea is not that they would increase freedom by fighting around the world, because that's clearly not happened. Uh, the idea would be that they're preserving freedom. They're preserving the yeah, freedoms we're that preserving we have. We're preserving barely any freedom we got right now, but that's not true either, because no. the six years that I was in the Army, I progressively got less freedom because of taxation and you know drug laws and stuff like that. Yeah, where's so the freedom is what I'd like to ask anybody who posits that cliched argument. It's all BS, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it doesn't fly here. So, um, let's see. They gave their lives so that you would have freedom. Even if you don't agree with the war, and I don't, none of them, you have to respect their, spelled wrong again, sacrifice. Um, How's he spelling there? T-H-E-R-E. Okay, got it. Um, if, okay, so here's a question. Do I have to respect the sacrifice of the, uh, the German soldiers in World War II? It's the same sacrifice, right? They were fighting oh, for bad guys. Fighting bad for, guys. Right, right, bad guys, bad guy, bad guy alert. <laughs> Why should but I respect any sacrifice? It's just, as far as I'm concerned, these are just people that were too scared or too uh, hornswoggled to know better um, that, you know, picked up a gun and fought for some politicians that told them to. 
or they wanted some adventure or discipline or money for college or whatever it is that they wanted for themselves that they signed up for the for the paycheck for. Look, I understand that this is uh, this isn't the common rhetoric you hear. I understand it can be very upsetting. Look, when I hear the Star Spangled Banner in America the Beautiful and I put my hand over my heart or whatever, I, you know, sometimes I feel those emotional feelings too. I'm not saying I don't. You've just been programmed. I'm just asking you to think critically about this. And I'm going to address this in this next paragraph in a reason, in a way that you should listen to it. This, the guy's name's Eric that's writing us. So, Eric, listen close. They are heroes. This is his email. Yep. What have you done for freedom in your lives? Oh, I <laughs> forgot. You joined a cult and moved to New Hampshire to live in a commune. Yeah, well, another way to say that, because that's completely inaccurate. <laughs> right. uh, there is no, uh, first of all, it's not a cult because there's no charismatic leader. We're not following no religion. anybody. Uh, and there's no certainly no religion involved here, and there's no commune uh, either. There are right. some people who are living together, so, but they're not living communally, from what I can tell. In most, there are some people that have roommates. Yeah, right. You've got a roommate, I have right? A roommate, I, uh, I I live he on owns his things, and I own my things. I live on a uh, a wooded lot, uh, eleven acre wooded lot, with my wife and child. Are we living communally? I suppose. Yeah, I don't. But, I have my own apartment. I don't like living with other people. This so. this <laughs> hyperbolic bullcrap that he's here. I mean, it, it only tears down his own arguments. I mean, that's what have you done for for freedom, Eric? You're asking me. I picked up and moved across America because I care about it. I dedicated my professional and uh, my personal life to uh, working toward achieving liberty in my life. He says, wow, I'm so impressed. Instead of New Hampshire, why don't you move to France and take your leaders, (laughs) Hillary and Obama, with you? (laughs) Okay, Captain Dumbutt. You're just a liberal, Mark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I care anything about uh, Hillary or Obama. I care nothing about these people. As far as I'm concerned, they're the same as Karl Rove and George Bush. They're all just from the same One of them's wearing a dress. Which one's wearing the dress? Hillary wears dresses. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, it, hey, you don't know what he does in his private time. Right. And 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 here at the end of the, the, the thing, he, he says it's, it's it, really no, hold, exciting. Hold on. Hold on. It, it, just somebody that would say that we are in some way aligned with Democrats is clearly someone who hasn't listened to more than one or two free talk lives. He says episodes. he hates to use profanity, but we're both dumber than dried dog crap. Who's dumber than dried dog crap if you're writing this email, saying this stuff, when you don't know what we're talking about here? When you haven't listened to the show enough? Yeah, clearly. I mean, we make at every possible opportunity, uh, we make it clear on this show that this is not a partisan program. I do not like Republicans or Democrats. I mean, how often, Mark, do I interrupt you on like a Saturday show or any old time that you you might be going off on one party or another just to insert and uh, George Bush neither or uh, Obama neither just right. to kind of throw it out there just to make, to make sure, sure that, that people, people understand. Know. But they they're so programmed that you have to pick one of these sides or the other. Yeah. Eric, it doesn't matter who you voted for president. You could have voted for Obama. It wouldn't make a difference if you live in Texas or Florida or wherever it is you live. Take a look at the the uh, the, the statistics on voting from two thousand and eight. If you would have voted, if you would have picked your vote up and moved it to the other side of that column, it wouldn't have mattered. It doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter on president. Just quit voting for the president. It's pointless. So anyway, he makes here's here's where the, the it all comes together. I bow my head to the heroes of the U.S. military. Let freedom reign. <laughs> he bows his head. Yours in Christ. I pray to the military. Right. Yours in Christ. I bow my head to the military, but yours in Christ. Eric, you know nothing about your religion. Jesus was a man of peace. He 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 came uh, and, and st- defied the, the Roman government. A, I thought he was the warlord Christ. Right. The, <laughs> the throne of skulls. Blood I, seeping I, I come to bring a sword. He did say that. He did. He, did. he said that. I think he was talking about, I think the idea is, is that he was uh, is saying that he was going to lay waste to the government programs, the, the, the government 
governments out there that he was yeah, the king of kings context. and the lord of lords. Um, mm-hmm. I he obviously didn't bring a sword. There is no nothing in the narrative where he has a sword. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't stick any <laughs> Roman guards with a sword. If he in fact no, was he turns the other cheek. Superman in a dress, then he would have uh, you know taken the Roman guards and and eviscerated yeah. them. If that's what he was he about, could have, sure. he, he was about peace. Right. And the god that you worship, Eric, is a war god. You want to bow your head to military people. You know That's nothing sick. about your religion. So sick. Yeah, what I'd like to say about, uh, what did he say? He bows down before the dead or something? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Shinto uh, ancestor worship. Yeah, well, as a veteran, I would like to say that, you know, I feel incredibly uh, sad for all the, all the men and women that have died on both sides in any conflict, in any war, because they have been, you know, misled into, you know, giving up their life for nothing. Yeah. Nothing They've has come tricked. of it. It's They're all dupes. it's all just, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors from the politicians. What else do you say besides that? More coming up here. Hour number three on the way. Take control at 800-259-9231. Your call's next. Bring up anything. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where you get to control the content of the website. So not only do you get to take control of the airwaves, you can also influence the stuff that shows up on the front page of the website by submitting ideas, uh, submitting show prep suggestions. Maybe you're surfing around, you see a really cool YouTube video that you think our listeners will enjoy, or perhaps a news article of interest, blog post that you think is really cool. You submit it to the site, then it goes into our upcoming stories queue. Other listeners get to vote on how they feel about it, and you get to vote on things too. And in the aggregate, we figure out which is the most popular, and the most popular items make it to the front page of our website. I did that just 15 minutes ago. What did you do? I uh, I found this video of all of the existing nuclear explosions nuclear. on the planet. Nu- nuclear. Nuclear. Mm-hmm. However you say that word. So it, somebody put, made a video of all known nuclear explosions um, ever from like 1945 to 1998, and it's uh, very fascinating, so I thought so I would share that. pop that into the website, and then other people can now go and vote on that, and it's a really cool site, and it lets, it lets uh, you, the listener, control the main content of the website. Head it over and check it out at freetalklive.com and get interactive. Let's go to your phone calls. Dave is listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Well, I had a giant brainstorm over the last couple, three days, uh, and I wanted to share it with you guys before I did a Ridley Report about it or before I put it on the Internet. Um, 
you guys get the scoop. Exclusive content. Uh, well, you know, the Shire, the Shire Society sort of gave me an idea. It's a declaration, I guess, you guys signed. Um, it gave me the idea. Maybe there is a way to take that a step further and form, I guess, what I call, for lack of a better word, a Shire Alliance. Hmm. What would that be? you have a group, be like a sister organization, maybe, where a group of people uh, take the same pledge that the members of the NATO alliance took against Russia in the Cold War. Okay. Uh, an attack on one is an attack on all. And each person pledges to provide a certain amount of support or opposition when one of the other members is aggressed on. It's an interesting proposal. I think well, you, that... You it's certainly unspoken at this point. Uh, certainly, we've we've seen people come to one another's aid when they are aggressed uh, by the government, but this would imply some sort of obligation? Sort of, although the way I brainstorm it, it, it wouldn't so much be that you're signing a contract or pledging to do it. You're just joining. You're saying you're going to try to do it. If you don't do it, you may be expelled from the organization. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, the problem I have with that, though, is it removes any sort of uh, free will, kind of. You know what I'm well, saying? He said, like, he, no, he did say that you would try. Try like that. That'd uh, be better because so. I I don't like the way that like governments have treat. That's how we got into World War Two, wasn't it? Because for World War One, like all these co- governments had treaties with each other. Well, if you poke one with a stick, then we're going to come back with a bigger stick, and then bah, it's a big mess, and everybody's fighting each other. Well, of course, we're not talking about fighting here. We're talking about peaceful and and uh, constructive. Sure, system, right. But, but if somebody can uh, be kicked out because maybe they don't agree with what's going on or have a different view, I don't know. It just it makes me kind of nervous when you say stuff like that. It seems to me to be. I think it's a. It's an okay idea. I just. Uh, it seems to be duplicating reality because in in reality that's what's happening. If you're here in New Hampshire, and technically you can be a member of the Shire Society and be anywhere, but the best place to be is here in New Hampshire because you're around a lot of other Shire Society members, yep. uh, people who have joined this uh, this peaceful voluntary uh, order. But uh, it's kind of happening right now. Uh, the activists, whenever somebody gets in trouble with the, the state agents, they're coming after them for some reason. They tend to rally behind them, pre- presuming their cause is, uh, is just, and it usually is. Uh, they rally behind them and provide them with what, uh, what assistance they, they possibly can. And, and if your alliance agreement is simply that they will do their best, then that really is just a restatement of, uh, of reality. And then you're just trying to go around getting people to sign an agreement that they're already pretty much – uh, enacting in their lives. It seems un- it seems unnecessary, I guess is what I'm saying. Two objections to your objection. <laughs> the first one would be that, um, first of all, as I brainstorm it anyway, it would have, we would lay out a very specific, you would spend an hour a month, say, or an hour a week or something like that, dedicated to the defense of each charge. Uh, or each, you know, each time the government charges someone, you're committed to spending an hour to... Uh, help the person that's been charged or to oppose the charge if it's victimless. And then the other, I guess the other objection that I would have would be, um, r- right now we have a situation, um, well, you know what, I can't think of, I can't remember my second objection, so you go ahead. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, but then again, if you're going to pledge to an hour, then you are pledging that you will be doing something, and it won't just be, I'll do my best, it'll be, here's what I'm going to do, and then of course... Well, nobody actually is checking you on whether or not you've done an hour's worth of work, so it's still it's still on the honor system. And I don't know, maybe no, you're you right, Dave. Yeah. Maybe this will will help people uh, firm up their commitments uh, to one another. It could be a really useful thing. I just I don't know if I want to chase down a bunch of signatures. There, there is a way they would be checked, and the way I envision it, you do everything on a web form, maybe even on one thread, um, where if you've done if you you're 
spending an hour helping somebody, you have to document that. Again, if you don't do that, you're not breaking your word, but you'd probably be expelled from the organization for not following through. That would be my brainstorm. Hey, let us know how that works out, uh, Dave. It's it's an interesting okay. idea. I I, I hope it uh, hope you have success with it. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I'm just I'm speaking for myself. I'm not a huge fan of just signing all sorts of documents and mm-hmm. whatnot. I don't know. It just like if I can help out you out, I'll help you out get, if I agree with it. But otherwise, yeah, you'd get something out of it. Though that's the benefit of it. Um, you would have the knowledge that this X number of activists are each going to spend an hour to help you if you get into a jam. It's not a bad idea, and uh, I, I think maybe over time it could really turn into something, perhaps. Uh, I'd love to see it become a proof of concept and actually show us, yeah, ha-ha, <laughs> see, I told you this would work. Uh, but uh, right now, I, I, I remain skeptical, Dave. All right, well, we'll see. Because I just, I just don't see a lot of these folks as being joiners. Maybe it's just me, maybe it's just the types of folks that are, that are around here. Uh, but de- de- declaring oneself independent from the, uh, the coercive governments and declaring oneself uh, independent uh, as far as your, your perspective and, and, and declaring sovereignty and declaring a voluntary society is – it doesn't require other people to do things. And, and then getting into that I think would make things a little bit, uh, a little bit complicated. Mark, you've been sitting silently throughout most of this. You know, I think that uh, – I think largely this, this is happening. Um, I – you know, I would hesitate. I don't want to. I don't want to be anybody's secretary. I don't want to fill out anything that I've done as far as uh, activism today. I feel my activism is uh, of value. Um, my activism is essentially media based. I uh, bring the message of liberty to America mm-hmm. and the world at large. I, I may or may not decide, and I have um, to, to to run across the state for to hold a sign for somebody or to uh, uh, you know go to somebody's court trial or something like that. You're also on the board of directors for the CD Evolution Fund, right? So I do think. Things, but they're not as you know they're they're peripheral. Um, you know, they have a tendency to be. They're not the they're not on the front like you do, Dave, and in some some of the activism you've done. And I I, I thank you for it. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to feel when I write up my report for the alliance um, that I'm that I you know somehow I'm lesser than the other people. And I don't know. Yeah, does spending time writing uh, back uh, emails to the CD Evolution Fund executive board, does that count toward the hour? Because I spend some time on that uh, pretty much on a daily basis. And, of course, I do this radio show for three hours per night. So should I be writing all that information in there on uh, this report form? And then I'm just spending time filling then somebody, out reports. Then somebody has to uh, decide, you know, somebody appoints themselves uh, Alliance Cop. Well, you yeah. haven't been filling out. out your reports. We, I, 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 bring, yeah. I propose to the group that, that Puke, who has not been filling out his reports, be ejected from the alliance. Ah, oh, they're on to me. Rules, yeah. <laughs> you know, rules with libertarians, cat herding. Go far. Yeah, that's that's how yeah. I feel about it. There you go, Dave. First right. initial reactions. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from well, this, you. It's kind of an interesting idea. Somebody I read earlier today on one of the forums was was talking about like a uh, uh, sort of like a not quite an ID card, but like a Shire sort of like the declaration that you could show somebody that says, "Ha ha, I'm not in your society. I'm in the <laughs> right. Shire's society." And I, I just, I don't feel like I don't want to copy. You know, I don't want a Shire ID. I don't want another form of ID or to have to show people like, look at me. I just want to be left alone, be free. I don't want to uh, duplicate IDs, the government's. You, you, you better IDs make the ID six hmm. feet tall, three feet wide, and bulletproof so that you can actually hide, <laughs> yeah, hide behind, behind it because yeah, it's really not good for anything else. I, I think an ID <laughs> is useful. Uh, I think that you'll find that the ID will become popular. I, I know that initially. When someone thought it up a couple of years ago, it had it had some. You actually had one made for yourself, didn't you? No, I'm. I was the one making them. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, so you're good enough to make the IDs, yeah, but not actually carry one of your own cre- creation. 
Uh, but, I don't know. I just feel like you know, it's it's just kind of like role playing. I don't. I don't yeah, but care people to... are going to want to know. In the absence of government, they're going to want to know who you are. Well, still. I think I identification think like... is important, but I just don't want right, to so duplicate their your... forms. Well, no, you're not duplicating their form. You're just uh, coming up with a uh, private ID. I think there's some value to that. More coming up though. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, uh, we give them away, and they include our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, everything from serious issues to silly nonsense. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Now then, are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Yes. Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? I am. Well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? Probably. You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's what I did. Made the move up here to New Hampshire uh, almost a full four years ago at this point, and it has been... One of the best decisions I've ever made. I have had more social interactions in the last four <laughs> years than probably my entire life uh, up until that point. And it has just been absolutely fantastic. This summer alone has been incredible with the uh, the keen nightcaps going on. Uh, party pe- animal. People, I, I'm, I never considered myself much of a party <laughs> guy, and I still don't, but I do enjoy... Yeah. Uh, going out and doing uh, you know the civil disobedience and yeah I feel the same way I I, I wasn't a social creature either but till I moved up here and you know it's just you get along with people better up right there, I they're guess. just good people I mean not just the activists but up here in New Hampshire people are just nicer in general uh, that at least from my experience being down in Florida just people are different here. Something special yeah, I, about I this think that people are different in different places. I think that they're um, they're they're friendlier on the street here. I think it takes a little more time to to get to know them. But these are all just generalizations about regions, and it's very difficult to speak to. Anyway, head on over to freestateproject.org and get involved over there. So, uh, Mark, you said you had a further comment. We uh, jumped into Dave's call there at the top of the hour, but you had a comment further in regards to Christians and this false Christianity. Uh, this uh, We had an email in the last hour for our listeners that are just tuning in uh, where a guy basically said, literally said he bows his head, or he bows... Was I bow my head to the heroes of the U.S. military. Let freedom reign. Yours, Yours in, in Christ, Christ, Brother Eric. Right, so, so right there in those few sentences, he puts... Uh, the military up to be the military members to be this uh, this idol uh, something well, to worship. I think this is this is sort of the way it goes with Republican Christian conservative types. It's the so-called Christian conflating right com, uh, conflating the United States government as you know God given. It's a Christian nation and blah 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 blah. And I find this stuff to be really weird. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. First off, if you read the the national his, uh, you know the, the nation. 
history of the nation, you'll find out, yes, certainly Western civilization is based on some Judeo-Christian ideas. I get that um, as they evolved over time. However, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, two very pivotal figures, uh, Benjamin Franklin, to a lesser extent, Adams and Washington were all deists. Um, now, Adams and Washington, less so. They're just just some of the ideas. But it was Deist a very meaning the uh, God created everything and then left it alone. B essentially, God, God is not uh, you know actively involved in man. He's not sitting life. there and judging you, right? Because kind of the suggestion is is when that car runs over that little girl in the street, the God wanted it to happen. Uh, a deist would say, well, you know, the ball bounced in the street, the little girl went after it, a car hit her, mm -hmm. um, and that's the reality. Whereas you know, people that believe that God's actively involved um, would think that. You know, I guess God did it for a reason. I don't know exactly what um, precisely they mean. But the, well, it's, a, it's really it's just a cop out. When I was in Christian school, I was taught that uh, you know you can't serve two masters. You'll love the one and hate the other, or, uh, deny the one and serve the other, or whatever the the Bible verse is that that surrounds that. And they were always telling you, this, by the way, rich Christian school saying, "Don't love money," <laughs> right? <laughs> All these wasp kids of uh, of dentists and doctors and lawyers and things like that. Don't love money anyway well, don't love it just give it all to me right uh -huh. <laughs> well yes. you know the, that school wasn't that way it didn't seem no. <laughs> at least it didn't seem that way to me they do a once a year fundraiser but big deal so uh, I, I guess it, so the idea is is that there can be gods besides the little things you carve out of a coconut right so instead of a god a little <laughs> idol that you you <laughs> you've carved out of wood or metal or whatever that just makes me thirsty when you say that <laughs> mm. that that you can hold something else up as a god and my question to you is this Christian, yeah, you Christian conservative types out there is can the United States be a god to someone? Can they be the the false god? Can they be a second god, a periphery god? And if they are, what would worship of the United States be? What? How would it look? Hand over the heart. Hand over your up, heart. Take off saying a little hat. prayer, like the Pledge of Allegiance, mm -hmm. every you know, every day at school. I mean, what is this except to me? But nation worship, praying National, for the troops, nationalism is, is uh, well. I mean, why would you pray to pray to one God? The, the you know the, the uh, God asks for ten percent of your money. How much do you give the federal government? How much do mm -hmm. they demand? Um, More. You know, I to me, the United States has become a religion of a, of a great deal of Christian conservatives. Whether it's the primary one or the secondary one, God can't stand the, your God. I don't know. You know, I I don't believe this, but God can't stand other gods. So if you per worship the United States by putting your hand over your heart and saying, "I love the troops," God bless America. Um, then aren't you doing making I mean, you know, somewhere in there is the possibility that you're making America a God. And if America is a God, you know, how does the worship look? And, you know, how are you going to change that if you I can don't think identify that, this behavior in other people? Yeah, it's a good I think it's a really good question. And I think that I'm just trying to imagine what somebody who is a one of these conservative Christians would would say to that. Well, clearly government isn't God. Only God is God. How can you even make that comparison? Well, hold on. If if you this think that only, the if same God category. is God, then what about all the other gods that other people have worshipped in the past? Was Zeus a god, or was he imaginary? And when people built little things out of stone or wood to worship him, were they worshipping a god, or were they just worshipping other things? Because in the Bible, they claim that mm. you shall not have no other gods before me, um, and so therefore, what was Zeus? Can I worship Zeus since he's not real? And will God accept that? The answer is no, if, mm. if you believe the Good biblical point. God. So my question to you is, once again, would God, could God be made out of a fabric? 
Could he be red, white, and blue and have stars on him? When you look up at him, <laughs> that'd be and a you pretty your, awesome fabric. This is this is what it is. It's an icon. Um, this yep. is what people. This is exact. This is exactly what it is. It's worship of a graven image, a yeah. so a sewn image. We don't in this have case. a golden calf. We got a flag. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it is. Americans worship tanks. this as if the bombers. As, as if the United States of America is somehow better than other nations, and I just don't see that as being so. There's some things about it I really like a lot better than I do other nations, but well, I'm not going to hold it up as a religious. It certainly thing. doesn't sound. It's not very humble. wasn't Wasn't Christ about all being humble or something or other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus I, would, I would, would have had somewhere, uh, for the first three centuries of Christianity. It was a protest religion against government. Uh, Jesus would have had nothing to do with government yeah. um he, who would jesus bomb in the name of whatever that's I mean, a great point uh Pugin. i don't think it's really been made before the humble fact uh the, you know, the factor here in that uh, i remember singing in christian camp uh, humble thyself in the sight of the lord humble right? thyself in the uh, sight of the, the lord. people that are the people that are nationalist <laughs> that was the song yes uh, the people <laughs> I know that them are, all. are nationalistic are in no way humble they, yeah, uh, when they're worshiping their god, the uh, the state, they are touting it from the rooftops, and they are so proud, so proud that they worship this uh, this god of the state, so proud that they will sing songs in public, and that they will s- set off fireworks, and that they will do whatever they can to show how darn proud of uh, you know their worshiping uh, their uh, their god figure is, and that's the complete opposite of uh, being humble. The Bible says to go in the closet when you pray. I think alpaca wool is pretty close to a god fabric. That stuff's awesome. <laughs> There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Perhaps you're a Christian and you'd like to address this. You're welcome to Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find the webcam there at cam.freetalklive.com. And you'll also find the chat room built into the very same page. So you can watch, listen, and interact with other listeners all for free cam.freetalklive.com the webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com again find it free at cam.freetalklive.com as we continue here we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything story brought to you by the good folks over at copblock.org in 1999 ted white jr was convicted of child molestation in a missouri courtroom he would spend five years in prison before being exonerated and released was Wait, did he molest someone in a courtroom? <laughs> no, I That's don't think That's a poor so. sentence. What uh, the jury in White's first trial did not know was that the lead detective, Richard McKinley, who was investigating the allegations against White, was having an affair with White's wife. Oh, my God. It's not clear when wow. the affair began, but it is clear that Detective McKinley lied about the affair under oath and kept exculpatory evidence from the defense. 
Ted White's nightmare began when his 12-year-old adopted stepdaughter and his wife, Tina White, accused him of being a child molester. White was eager to clear his name, so he called the lead investigator, Detective McKinley, and offered to come in and make a statement. He was oblivious to the fact that McKinley was in a relationship with his wife. God. It's unusual for the police to refuse a suspect's offer to make a voluntary statement, but that's exactly what Detective McKinley did, because he wasn't interested in the truth. He was only interested in pleasing his new girlfriend. White was arrested and charged with 13 felony counts, including rape, child molestation, sodomy, and apparently another count of child molestation. In a pretrial deposition, White's attorney, Matthew O'Connor, asked McKinley two important questions. First, he asked if McKinley had any personal interest in the case. The prosecutor, Jennifer Mettler, had anticipated this type of question. She was aware of the affair between McKinley and Tina White, and she arranged to signal McKinley by clearing her throat during questioning if he needed to disclose the affair. McKinley hesitated and waited for a signal before answering O'Connor's question. When there was no signal, he said no. O'Connor then asked, do you have any other do you have other contact with Ms. White other than what you have put in your reports? McKinley again answered no. At this point, he had been in a relationship with Tina White for at least 10 months and possibly longer. Detective McKinley, however, didn't stop at perjury in his quest to have an innocent man convicted and sent to prison, all so he could get his uh, what his so he could get it on with this woman. I mean, the, he was willing to put his competition behind bars. Is that what this is all about? Well, it it takes like- a sick sociopath, but you know, and and his wife too. I mean, these are sick, sick people that would do this, but. You know, I, it, it happens more times than we would care to uh, believe. Well, you have to ask yourself, well, what about the little girl? I mean, apparently she was accusing as well. How did they get her involved? How old was she? Twelve. Detective McKinley didn't stop at perjury, however. The accuser, 12-year-old Jamie White, kept a diary. In the diary, she wrote wonderful things about her father and never mentioned any type of abuse. This diary was a crucial piece of evidence for the defense. McKinley read the diary and, instead of collecting it as evidence... Turned it over to her mother, Tina. The diary then disappeared. Immediately after White's conviction, O'Connor learned of the affair when a citizen came forward with the information. Whether When O'Connor hinted to Mettler that he had just learned something damaging to the prosecution, she admitted that the prosecution was aware of the affair. Because this information was not turned over to the defense, White was eventually granted a new trial. The second trial ended with a mistrial when the jury deadlocked 11-1 to 1 for acquittal. The 11 jurors were so sure of White's innocence that they were active in trying to secure his release after the mistrial. That's pretty unusual. Usually the jurors just want to go home. But in this case, they actually stood up for this guy. They were vocal in the media and wrote letters to the Missouri Attorney General asking the charges be dismissed. Two years later, the third trial would end with White's acquittal, but not before he'd been financially ruined and not before seven years of his life had been lost. Five of those years were lost in prison, where as a child molester... Guess what happened to him? He didn't die, did he? No, he didn't die, but he was brutally, brutally beaten. Hmm. Well, while White was uh, living through hell in prison, McKinley married Tina White and became $500,000 richer. Because of his conviction, Tina White was awarded all of Ted White's assets when she divorced him. Score. That's why. That's awesome. After White was... I love that justice system. Yep. Oh, man, did you guys hear the story on Friday night's uh, Free Talk Live, or not Friday night's, Sunday night's Free Talk Live, of the Justice Center that had vandalism done to its sign? Oh, yes, I did hear that. The graffiti? 
hilarious. Quotation marks. Uh, yeah, I think it was up on the Free Talk Live site. But I don't yes, know it is. It was? Okay. Or is? Uh, yeah, Mark. They Somebody went and they took like a stencil of quotation marks mm-hmm. and they white spray painted this onto a, a, a sign that had white lettering and a black background. And they put quotation marks around the word justice, justice. in so-and-so justice center. Mm-hmm. And it took them ab- about four days, apparently, to notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think it would. If it's well done, it would. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. That's one of those things you can easily duplicate around the country. Just a suggestion. <laughs> All right, so uh, continue here. After White was exonerated, he filed a lawsuit against the, city's, uh, the city of Lee's Summit, Missouri, the chief of police, and Detective McKinley. 2006, as part of a settlement that would remove the city from the lawsuit, Lee's Summit City, Lee's Summit City government agreed to pay any final judgment entered by the court in favor of White. In 2008, the court ruled that McKinley had violated White's due process rights by withholding evidence, and the court awarded White almost $16 million. Now, Lee's Summit is refusing to pay. That's interesting, isn't it? That uh, you know, the city can just say, oh, you court the justice system. You've you've just uh, awarded this man sixteen million. Well, we're not going to pay. Wait. So they the the city agreed to pay, right? That's right. And then once the guy won the case, they were like, "Oh, crap! Uh, Our gamble mind. failed. Now yep. we're just not going to pay." Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, Lee Summit's mayor Randy crazy. Rhodes said that uh, apparently not the professional wrestler or the talk show host said that despite. <laughs> I know that was Dusty Rhodes. Never mind. Uh, said that despite an indemnification... There has to have been a re- professional wrestler named Randy Rhodes at some point. Probably. Said despite an indemnification agreement which removed the city as a defendant in this case, it has been determined after an extensive review that paying for any damages would be a violation of city ordinances. We can't just go and pay these damages. It'll oh, violate yeah. our own city rules. Can't be doing that. Rhodes went on to say that when the agreement was signed, there was no way to know what the verdict would uh, that the verdict would rule that McKinley violated White's constitutional rights and that... Quote, in light of that verdict, it's unlawful under ordinance for the city to indemnify the defendant. Lee's Summit City Ordinances specifically state that if a city employee violates the rights of another person, the city shall not indemnify that employee. White has yet to receive a dime and now must endure more of our justice system in order to get his restitution. White has apologized to the taxpayers of Lee's Summit saying, I'm going to have to fight again and it's going to cost the city more money. I apologize to the citizens of Lee's Summit but I have to do what's right. Detective McKinley eventually lost his job, but since the city of Lee Summit indemnified him from having to pay damages, he himself will not be responsible for any restitution, and he has never been charged with perjury. So the man... See, this is the crazy part, is this is what your judicial system is, people. This is how it works. It protects the people that are part of it. The system is there to protect and serve themselves. And here's a guy who's clearly, you know, a sick, disgusting sociopath that was working as a police officer, and somehow or another, we didn't manage to train this out of them. That's Mm -hmm. what they always claim about police officers. But these guys are trained. That's why they can carry weapons. This sick sociopath (laughs) sent a man to prison that that he knew was not guilty for, uh, you know, terrible things. Terrible things happened to him. Uh, So he could get in his wife's pants and get her money from the divorce settlement. Disgusting. And down the line, when it all comes out seven years later, after the man has spent five years in prison and suffered brutal beatings because the prisoners believed he was a child molester. After all of that, all that happens to the cop who, who put this man behind bars... All that happens to him is he lost his job eventually. Yeah. Does it say in the story whether he got his pension and whatnot? 
He probably a good question. That. There if is he a lost good his chance. job, it's not likely. Um, uh, if he was resi- yeah, if, if he, he resigned, resigned then- usually it'll say they resigned. Yeah. Still, that's all that happened to him. Not even a charge for lying on the stand. Not no perjury charge. No. But remember, the nothing. rest of us in America, we don't get pensions. Yeah. It's just the people that work for the government. I haven't even gotten a raise in three years. And enough enough time remains here for your calls. <laughs> Dial on in, toll free at 800-259-9231 and take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but there is enough time for your phone call. If you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Uh, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, more internet listeners bringing them on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And we're going to your phone calls. Dave, a different Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave in New Hampshire. Going once. Dave in New Hampshire, going twice. I wonder how many people out in the audience are making that old Cheech and Chong uh, uh, reference. Dave's Which not one? here. Oh, is it? Was it Dave? Yeah, no, yeah it's, it's been a while since. It's been a while. Good stuff, though. It man. was funny, funny, yeah. funny stuff. My dad turned me on to Cheech and Chong before I uh, even knew what mo- most most of the jokes were. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember listening to that. They he, certainly seemed dumb then, didn't they? <laughs> it was dumb funny. Humor, yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed the uh, the stuff. I mean, it's still dumb humor. <laughs> but at least you understand what they're referencing. Yeah, I have some, some ideas to the context. I of, met uh, Chong one time at uh, the studios. Really? Yeah, at, at the radio station. And he said, uh, yeah, I briefly talked to him. He said, hey, man, that's, that's a great tie. I always tell people you got to dress up when you go to court. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I guess the suggestion was as I had just come back from court. But you were a salesman. Right, I was a salesman, so of course I was wearing a tie all the time. But it was funny. You know, it amused me. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> now, did I hear they're getting back together? I, heard I have heard that a couple of times. Like on a, they're on a tour now or something like that, yeah. actually doing a, a comedy tour. Whenever again. Cheech isn't doing so great, doesn't have, isn't busy, essentially he'll go back to his buddy Chong there. Yeah, and uh, is it true they're coming out with a new movie? I don't know. I have heard these things. Uh, it's you know, like you know how the, what is old is new again, right? I mean, so they've got Pee Wee Herman. That there's going to be a new Pee Wee movie getting coming baked out. at the Glendale yeah, Retirement the, Home. The reboot. That, was Phenomenon. it a Pee Wee reboot? Oh, I don't know if it is or not, but yeah, I, I don't, have no idea. I don't know much about it. I know that Paul Rubens is uh, is writing that, and you know, Cheech and Chong well, getting kind of back the, together. The same mentality of like, hey, let's take all these old shows that were popular and do them again, or make them a movie, or sure. Something. But the people who liked them will, you know, like them. People people like Pee Wee, so they'll go to some people will I have go no see idea it. Why. Now, Oof. twenty years later, <laughs> it's significantly easier to get a movie produced than it used to be. You can do more low budget stuff. You can market it yourself. I mean, people have been successful doing this, so uh, I support. Uh, Paul and, uh, you know, uh, it, it, all of his efforts. Yeah, uh, IMDb lists the untitled Cheech and Chong animated project. So maybe they will be coming back uh, in, in animated That's form. That's funny. 
some huh. point in the future. So, uh, toll free. In 3D. There you go. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. The SACL, the yeah. SACL CAI <laughs> toll free line. Hey, there's a little bit of news about this whole oil spill thing. We haven't talked much about that recently. And I guess they've had some success with capping this. Yeah, it's pretty much but taken care of. what about all the damage? What about all of the oil and the, the birds? They say it's not as bad as they... The, as they thought. That's what I. That's what I wanted to share here. I found well, this. It's over a in- big gulf, you know. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of oil dumped into it, but it's a huge area, and there's a lot of area for it to disperse in. And it was way out there. It was a deep water well. Well, what does uh, Slate have to say? Slate.com reporting: uh, Despite apocalyptic coverage, oily pelicans, <laughs> and President Obama's description of the BP spill as the worst environmental disaster, Amer- disaster, disaster. Amer- America has ever <laughs> faced some kind of terrible <laughs> ethnic reference. You ought to be ashamed. No. <laughs> Times Michael Grunwald contends that the Gulf spill, and this is coming from Time magazine. Michael Grunwald contends that the Gulf spill isn't anywhere near as bad as the public has been led to believe. Grunwald, whom Mike mm. Allen praises as on the speed dial of all Enviroflax, acknowledges that even though the Gulf spill is the biggest in U.S. history, and even though we can't say for sure what the long-term effects will be, the numbers on the ground just haven't justified the hype. So far, Grunwald uh, writes from Port Fortune, Louisiana. He writes that the spill has killed less than 1% of the birds that died during Exxon Valdez, has destroyed 350 acres of marshes. Louisiana was already losing 15,000 acres per year, and hasn't made a permanent impact on the region's fishing or shrimping. There's just no data to suggest this is an environmental disaster. The biggest disaster was what the government did in response by stopping people from being able to from fish. Helping. From the moratorium on drilling. You know, these things have been much larger disasters on a human scale. Um, well, didn't they also get in the way of the, the actual efforts to... Yeah, the, uh, to, the Dutch actually offered, the Dutch government offered to bring over a bunch of ships and to help them shore up the marshes and whatnot, because, you know, uh, Holland or whatever it is, is you know, they know how to make dikes and whatnot. Yeah, and apparently the, they're pretty... The federal government was like, nah, we don't need you guys They, help, they believe you know. themselves to be very good at it, and I can only assume that they are. Um, uh, they they also offered during Exxon Valdez and were were turned away again. The United States government assuming that it's better than other governments at doing everything. Yeah, it it reminds me of Yahoo! when that when that Soviet sub, the Kursk, went down and everybody offered to help save these guys' lives, and the Soviet government did the same thing and said, "No, we've we've got it." It was, it was you know the, these governments have all this hubris. Yeah, and, yeah. and all the guys on that submarine died. So, marine scientist and BB consultant Ivor van Herden told uh, Grunwald that, again, there's no, just no data to suggest it's an environmental disaster. The author Wasn't notes, there a pandemic last fall? I remember a, a lot of... A lot of hype around all these. Different they love things, to you know? just get people scared. Really, yeah. uh, I that's what to... that's what major media is. That's what that's uh, what sells the ads. Yeah, that's what the mainstream media is. Is it's fires, mudslides, disasters, hurricanes, death on a massive scale. Whatever that's will what keep they you, do. Whatever will keep you tuned in through a, a commercial break, right? The author notes that Van Herden is controversial in Louisiana for downplaying the spill and challenging conventional wisdom about Katrina. He got Louisi- the-, the people of Louisiana want that money. They know that money is coming uh, if they, mm. uh, if you know, the bigger the disaster, the more money that comes. They've al- they're already still on the government teat from FEMA. Yeah, he was the one that, by the way, got the Army Corps of Engineers to admit that flooding was a structural problem, uh, not the hurricanes problem. But Grunwald says there's good reason to believe him. He says, I have no interest in making BP look good. I think they lied about the size of the spill, but we're not seeing catastrophic impacts. He says, 
The impacts uh, have been much, much less than everyone feared. A geochemist, Jacqueline Michel, agreed, saying, or excuse me, not saying, but uh, this, this doesn't diminish the significance of the spill, they said, but it should put things in perspective. More than 2,000 miles of coastal Louisiana have vanished over the past decade, and the BP spill won't result in anything like that. Compared with the disappearing marshes, coastal scientist Paul Kemp told Grunwald the spill is like a sunburn on a cancer patient. Mm. Uh, so we go to back to the phones and the fun. We're going to try Dave one last time. Dave in New Hampshire, are you with us on Free Talk Live? I'm with you. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? This is my question. Um, do you all think that um, some people think Jesus was like um, socialist to an extent or something? Yeah, I've heard people say that, you know, the, it seems like either ones of the, the, the political people here in America, the, the Democrats and Republicans, will say Jesus was a Republican, Jesus was a Democrat. And I, I tend to uh, think otherwise. Uh, it seems like Jesus didn't participate in the political process at all. He did not advocate uh, either the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Romans, any of these people. Jesus was killed by the government. To, so to suggest that uh, Jesus was part of your, uh, you know, whichever side you, you might be in. I don't mean you, David. I'm the sort of well, rhetorical you. To, yeah. to, to suggest that G- Jesus is is part of your political party is silly. One of the reasons right. that people will claim that Jesus is a socialist or Jesus is a Democrat is because they want to share with the poor. They want to take money from some people and give it, um, you know, some people who are wealthy, they believe are wealthy and have it, and give it to other people who are well, uh, not wealthy and don't. Um, I think well, there's that there's plenty of te- Jesus's actions and teachings and words that that endorsed that. Sure, sure. Jesus Jesus actually, uh, you know, some of the, the four commandments that were given in Acts to Christians were one of them was... Uh one of them wasn't to eat blood, which is really weird. But the other one was, uh, you know, take care of the poor. And I can't remember um, precisely what the other two. Love the Lord God with like all your heart. Like blood sausage? Them. Thou shalt not be stuff. a vampire. Right. <laughs> so there's this weird thing about blood in there. But, uh, yeah, the idea is to help the poor. But the question is, is what is help? If you um, forcibly take my money and tell me that you're going to throw me in jail and separate me from my wife and my child, am I helping by giving money? I don't think I am. I think I'm being extorted. And Jesus didn't say extort people in order to give money to the poor yeah, helping not- means that you take your money and give it to the poor uh, extortion means you take someone else's money and, and then you can give it to whomever you want in this case giving it to the poor so it's yeah. it's this While keeping tr- a good chunk for yourself it, right. yeah and, and <laughs> so, let's not forget that the welfare programs keep 70 cents on every dollar so jesus would be willing to help people but not by force yes so that's really a very voluntarist position jesus was a voluntarist i think this yeah, see now you're doing what they do <laughs> oh Okay, you think he was all right. Um, it's just the, the the reason I said it is because he said stuff. If you have two coats, you give mm-hmm. one away. Yeah. Well, that you, if, if you, you're a rich man, it's easier for a rich man to go. Uh, uh, it's easier for a camel to go to an eye and a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. There's sure. nothing wrong with uh, with giving. In fact, uh, I find that what you give, you get. Uh, so you know, it's it's a good thing to give, and I. I that's one of the reasons why I spend most of the money that I earn, so I can reinvest it into uh, the future and and uh, make things better. And I give money to, to local charities, and I, I reinvest it into the movement. I just bought $1,500 worth of sponsorships with uh, the guys from the Liberty on Tour. And so giving certainly is a good thing, and there's nothing socialist about that. Socialism, socialism is taking. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? 
Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.